0: You're listening to the Anger Faith Church message podcast with our senior pastor, Earl Glisson. Enjoy the message. In John chapter 15, verse 19, it says, if you were of the world, the world would love its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world because of this, the world hates you. Amen. The world um, is never going to like the believer. Uh, The world will only like the believer as the believer demonstrates love and, and communicates things to them to show Jesus, and it helps meet the need. But if they don't accept Jesus, ultimately they will betray you. So we're not here to be friends with the world. We are here to show Jesus to the world because we used to be in it or we used to be of it, but now we've been born again and brought out of it. We saw this on Wednesday night uh, talking about this being not of this world because too often we get focused on the things of the world so much so that we forget that Christ is coming again. Yeah, right. Amen. And when we know Christ is coming again, we might do some things different. In fact, the Bible says that if we knew <clears throat> that a thief was coming, we'd be in preparation. If somebody's going to come and try to do something at your house, you would be in preparation and so it is that we need to be we'd act different. Is what i'm saying um, because you know if jesus was to walk through that door and you knew he was coming physically in manifestation in the next three minutes um what would happen now some might run out this door because you're fixing to stand before holiness itself amen and you know that he'll know what's going on in your life. Amen. And if you're not wanting to repent from that, you're going to run. But for those who are uh, with an expectation, right, you'd be doing a quick checkup, right? You'd be making sure, man, I don't want nothing wrong with me before Jesus shows up. I'm going to repent if I got anything wrong. You start doing these, you know, I don't even, Lord, if there's anything I don't know about, I just ask you to forgive me. I <laughs> repent. I plead the blood, right? (laughs) I don't want anything there. Well, because we love him. In John chapter 17, verse 14 to 16, it says, I've given them your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, even as I'm not of the world. I do not ask you to take them out of the world, but to keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I'm not of the world. Which tells us then, although Jesus was in the world, He didn't act or respond like the world. Amen? Which tells us that we must take our cues or the way we respond not from what's going on in the world but from the Father himself. Jesus says they're not of the world as I'm not of the world and he only did what the Father said. Well, what world are we of then? I said, what world are we of then? If we're not of this world, as he's not of this world, then what world are we of? Because we're not talking about planet Earth. Typically, when we read this, we think we're not of this world, right? And we, in our mindset, think of world in the context of just planet Earth, so we're not of planet Earth. We are of heaven. That's where we belong. That's our home. Well, I want you to know God owns planet Earth, too. So when he says you're not of this world, he's saying you're not of the system and the rulership of the current world system and the one who rules it in heavenly places. Not in hellish places, but in heavenly places, because our war is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, right, against these in heavenly places because the devil does not live in hell. The devil's not, his outpost is not down in hell. Amen? He's not there. No, he's in the heavens, not in heaven where God lives, the third heaven, but he's in the unseen. He's in the heaven realm and he's moving about looking for whom he may devour Because he don't have to be too concerned about his own because they're going to die anyway. So he's looking for those who've crossed over into another world, another system, another authority. Those who've come out of the domain of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. Are you with me? So what world are we of? Well, Psalms 46 Uh, or 45, 6 says, Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of uprightness or righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. Are we in a kingdom? I said, are we in a kingdom? In Psalms 103, 19, it says, The Lord has established his throne in heaven, and his kingdom rules over all. His kingdom does what? It rules over all. Now, God is in heaven he rules there but he also rules here through us and ultimately jesus has taken back what the devil stole from adam and he's given it to his children are you with me y'all doing okay it's kind of cold in here isn't it yeah i thought so i can see you shivering why don't you all bump that air up a little bit i mean i even feel it on my hands and i usually don't feel anything because i'm moving around but for the sake of the people, let's bump that air up a little bit, <laughs> right? I mean, cold keep you awake, though. Hot will make you fall asleep. Um, so that lets you know, don't fall asleep. <laughs> Psalms one forty-five thirteen says, "Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom." That phrase, "everlasting kingdom," means a kingdom of all ages, and your dominion endures throughout all generations. Throughout what? <clears throat> all generations so we are in a kingdom we're not of this world or of this world system but we are of a kingdom system we are of the kingdom of god and the kingdom of god is not a religion because thrones do not exist in religions they exist in kingdoms so the Bible's not about this is not a religious book it's about a king his kingdom and his royal offspring all right and again our nation today is in much upheaval because it wants to redefine the way we are governed. But what they don't realize is they're just really looking for the kingdom. I'm telling you, if you will put on peace, if you will only listen to the Holy Ghost, you'll see no matter what is going on in the world, if you don't get caught up uh, in the scene, then you'll see great opportunities to be able to tell people about the kingdom of God. Amen. 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 And so with that being said, I want us to talk about the culture of the kingdom because we are in a kingdom and the kingdom has a culture associated with it. How did we get in this kingdom? Well, John chapter three, verse 16. For God so loved the what? world. World. Now, this is not earth. This Greek word here is not earth. It means God loves the system that can be in planet earth that he gave his own. God loves his kingdom system. For God so loved his kingdom system that he gave his only begotten son. In essence, he didn't want you in the system or in the world or the things that governed you when you were dead in your trespasses of sin. God so loves his kingdom system that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Have what? Eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to judge the world but that the world might be saved through him. So he didn't come to judge the whole system but he did come to take back what the devil stole. Are you with me? Now, he goes on in verse 18: He who believes in him is not not judged. He who does not believe has been what? Judged already. Why? Because he's judged your king, he's judged your daddy, the devil, the father of lies, and he stripped him of all of his power. And right now, you have liberty should you choose to take it, and nobody can stop it. Oh, that's right. That's right. Amen. Amen. Nobody. That's right. I said nobody. Okay, yes. Listen, when Jesus sets you free, you are free indeed. The number one issue that we face today in our nation concerning what's going on right now is a failure to appropriate the word of our Constitution. A failure to appropriate the words of our Constitution. For we were to pursue life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And when the Emancipation Proclamation took place by our president, President Lincoln, everyone had the ability for liberty... But the problem was is that there was a group of individuals that could not walk in this liberty. It took over 100 years to get liberty to show up. This is a problem. I said, this is a problem. But you know what else it shows me? It shows me how hard it is to get people to change their thinking. And that doesn't matter what color your skin is. It takes a while for people to change their thinking. But when Jesus says, I'll set you free, there's no people group, no nation, no color of skin that can stop you from having the kingdom's freedom and liberty immediately. So, if you're not walking in liberty with the kingdom, it's your fault. Now, you can blame nations and you can blame worldly governments for injustice. You can do that. But you can't do it with God. I said you can't do it with God. Because God says... I've set you free. If you're in bondage, it's because you choose to be. I whipped your daddy. I stripped him of his power. He has no authority over you. I put the blood out so that you can have forgiveness. And if you want to walk in liberty, then all you got to do is believe. Because I got a whole kingdom culture that I chose to make sure all of us were different. This is what I love about God. He's creative. This is why I could never have a tattoo, and I'm not here to be upset for anybody that has them, okay? I'm saying I could never have one because I'd get bored with a design, which means that I'd be covered, which would then stink because then after I was covered, I'd have to get recovered or something because I'd be tired of a design. I'm thankful that God is so creative and that he makes us unique But yet we are all are to follow our king. So even though we may be through the the artist's brush, so to speak, of our creator on the outside, look different. When we begin to walk, talk, act, behave, people should say, you're of the kingdom of God, aren't you? Our culture should demonstrate to the world. So, he who believes in him is not judged. He who does not believe has been judged already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten. This is the judgment, verse 19 says, that the light has come into the world, and men love the darkness rather than the light, for their deeds were evil. Do you understand? There's nothing you can stop me from doing. And if anybody tells you you can be stopped by someone, they're not listening to the light. That's like man has a way of stopping God. Now, man can personally stop God through unbelief, the hardness of their heart, and the traditions of men. He says, you make my, Jesus said, you make my word null and void through your traditions. Right? Right? But as far as a person or a government from stopping me of having all that God's kingdom has for me, it can't be done. I said it can't be done. It can't be done. So for anyone to tell you or me that I can't have, I can't become, I can't do, that's not the voice of our Father. Because that doesn't exist in our culture. In our culture, we are more than conquerors. In our culture, all things are added to us. In our culture, you hear what I'm saying? If God be for us, who can be against us? And I don't care who your name is. Amen. It's a great culture we live in. He goes on in verse uh, that same verse again. He said, Men love the darkness rather than the light, for their deeds were evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come to the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But he who practices the truth comes to the what? Light so that his deeds may be manifested as having been what? Rot in God or you become a work of God. Meaning when people see you like God's working in you, God's working in you. God's working in you. So we should be of the John the Baptist testimony, I must decrease and he must increase. We should be so empowered by who we are from the inside more than we are from the outside. We should be so empowered by who we are on the inside that when people see us, they forget what we look like on the outside. Now, that doesn't mean what we are on the outside isn't unique, isn't special, isn't awesome, isn't beautiful, but it should not outshine the light from the inside. I mean, you should be so much of God that when people get around you, they forget what you look like. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. We need to shine as lights yes. in this earth because it's the year to rain. Yes. It's the year for the church to stand up and say, we don't have problems like the world because right? we don't look like men. Meaning, we don't look at the outward appearance. We examine the heart. We're followers of Christ. We have the culture of the kingdom that is forever and ultimately will be the only thing left. See, we see in John chapter 12, verse 46, he said, I've come, uh, Jesus said, I've come as a light into the world so that whoever believes on me should not remain where? In darkness, what's this tell us? There's a kingdom of light and a kingdom of darkness. Are you with me? There's a kingdom of light and a kingdom of darkness, and God doesn't want you in the kingdom of darkness, which means light and darkness aren't the same. I said light and darkness aren't the same, and just so you'll know, darkness can never stop light. Light will always win yes. over darkness. Yes. You would have to remove the light for darkness to be there. That's right. Right. Amen? Okay. So with that being said, Acts 26:18, Paul recounting of when Jesus called him on the road to Damascus and the things he would do, I'm just trying to give you this context, we're born again. We've been brought into a kingdom, and he's given us a culture. There's a way to live. Our light should shine because our culture looks different than the kingdom of darkness. The kingdom of light doesn't look like the kingdom of darkness. He says, in order to open their eyes so that they may turn from what? Darkness to light, and from the what? Authority of Satan to, to to God which implies, you could say it this way, from the authority of Satan to the authority of God. Notice, either way, you following somebody. I'm my own boss. Your daddy's the devil. and you just followed your daddy, because that's what your daddy's been saying. I'll lift up my throne above the Most. High. I'm going to do my own thing. I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. You're just talking about your daddy. That ain't my daddy. My daddy's not the devil. My daddy and you give me some natural name. No, your daddy is the devil. You submitted to somebody. Either Satan or God. Now, I'm telling you, child, children of God, you need to make sure you're always listening to the voice of your heavenly father and quit going back to an old father that was abusive. Okay. So that they may receive remission of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Aren't you glad you live in the kingdom of light? Amen. Luke chapter 9, verse 61 to 62, it says this. And another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first permit me to say goodbye to those at home. But Jesus said, no one, after putting his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. So this lets us know... That when we leave darkness because the light has shined. Are you with me? Okay. You understand, if you're pursuing darkness, if we were in a dark room, I don't care, if we shut all the lights off here, and we could probably get it pretty dark, but not completely because of some of the cracks. But let's say we did. Wherever the light shows, we would immediately know it was there even if we're away from it. When you're in a completely dark room and light comes on, you're, you'll be able to trace it yes. yeah. even if you're not looking at it. So when the light showed on us, even if, when we weren't looking for it, we always, what was that? Yeah. Yeah. And then we begin to give our attention to it. Yeah. And then to realize, I can see here. I mean, I thought I was seeing, but now I can see. Yeah. Right? I was blind, but now I yeah. So once we go to the light and then get in the light, because this, this this isn't about walking into the light uh, where we're always darkness is around us and we're walking into the light. This is we leave darkness and we get into the light. And once we get into light, then we are to stay in the light. So he's telling us that once we, we may have been going in darkness and realized, whoa, there's light. And then we went and got in light. And then why are we looking back saying, where's that dark room at? Can I live like the dark room but still be in the light? Can I have the same lifestyle that I had in the dark place that I have now in the light? And this is what he's saying. Now, if we were to break this word, this verse down in the Greek by defining I will follow and, and words like, um, you know, um, Uh, putting his hand and um, looking back and fit for the kingdom. This verse, these two verses could read something like this. But Jesus said to him, no one beginning to engage in the assignment which requires close attention given to them by God, who then changes one's mind about proceeding because they judge their ability to accomplish the assignment based on external appearances This will inevitably lead to reconsider the pledge to follow God in the first place and replace it with the thoughts which lead to actions of ceasing to being a follower, ultimately forfeiting their uh, capability to, uh, to be put to useful purpose for the kingdom of God. See, the minute we get into light and God begins to reveal us who we are, we begin to say, man, I can't do that. That's not who I am. Why? Because we thinking about who we were in this dark room when we were in that domain, when we were underneath him. He brings us into light and begins to say, you're, you're my beloved. I care for you. You're in my kingdom. You're the child of a king. You're royalty now. Well, I don't feel like royalty. No matter how you feel, you are. You're, you're wise. I'm not very smart. I was the worst. Listen, that's your old life. In this life, I've given you the greatest tutor. He's called the Holy Ghost. He knows how everything works. Right? But I'm not smart. That's okay. If you lack wisdom, just ask the Holy Ghost. He's going to enlighten you. Are you with me? But if we always look at our own external uh, things to determine whether we can and can't do a thing, then we'll begin to debate whether we should continue to follow God. Why? Because we'll keep looking at the world's way of processing instead of acting and behaving Instead of God's way. And this is even when it comes to, you know what? I want you to be a difference in today's, you know, political climate. Man, how can I? That's impossible. How would I be able to do that? God's not asking you to know how. He's just asking you to believe that he would use you. And then he'll show you as you go. Because he's a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. You just got to step out in faith. You have to have this whatever, Lord, I'm going to follow. So what's step one? I'm there. What's the next step? Don't know, but I'm here. So I kicked this step, now I'm standing. Why are you standing? Because this is what I'm called to do. I don't know this next step yet. And when I've done all the stand, I'm going to stand. But then when he shows me the next step, because I'm sure not going back. I said, I'm sure not going back. See, I'm in a way of living now that when I confess Christ as Lord, it was not... Until the first trial, the first tribulation, the first trouble, you know, until, you know, I kind of wore out my welcome with the church. It was forever. It was a new lifestyle, a new living, a new culture, because now I'm in a kingdom. And I didn't even know this thing existed till Christ came to me through the Holy Ghost. Now that I'm in it, man, I want to learn everything there is to know about it. Amen. So the kingdom culture principle means this. This is the lifestyle and the way of life for the citizens manifested in their language, dress, eating habits, values, morals, and sense of self-worth and self-concept. Now, this is the biggest challenge because most people, when they get into the kingdom of God, bring in their low self-esteem. They bring in their low self-worth. They bring in their condemnation even though they're free from it. Therefore, now there's what? No condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. None. I said none. Yet the enemy is yelling at you to come back to his culture. He doesn't want you to change. He doesn't want you to walk in the full benefits that are associated with citizens of the kingdom of God. But you understand our language is the same. What is our language? Well, not only can it be uh, an unknown tongue through the baptism of the Holy Ghost, whatever it's of speaking in tongues, but it's also the language of faith. We call those things that be not as though they were, which is the currency of the kingdom. You understand our language, we speak away. We speak away. We don't get stuck in what we see. We speak about things that God has said even before it's there whole different. How do we dress? Man, we are modest, meaning we are not trying to take away or distract from anyone else. Man, we're just trying to move forward. We're not, we're not stuck on our appearance. We want to make sure the inside person shows up way more than we're concerned about the outside. Now that doesn't mean you can't fix your hair and you shouldn't take a bath and you shouldn't try to, you know, dress nice. You know, nobody's telling you to be sloppy because again, that's just good, healthy hygiene for your skin suit. Because that's part of who you are as well. In fact, when you get in the kingdom of God, you can start doing something with this outside thing. Amen. Amen. It's just like a property owner when he goes and buys land it may be swamp land in Florida but once he mitigates then he can bring on some topsoil he can build that thing up if there's any uh um, you know something was dumped on it he can have that thing removed and it can become the most valuable property that everybody wants to come to and I'm telling you God to do that for you he don't want you beat down broke down he don't want you sick he don't want you dragging around he don't want your hair all nappy looking all junky and stuff he wants you to get control of your body, get it in submission to your spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. That way, you know, you're not offensive. My, they stink. Right? Amen. You'll be able to care for yourself because it is the vehicle that holds your Holy Ghost and you. See, I, I'm amazed at how people, well, it doesn't matter about our body, we leave in it. Well, it matters if you're going to be an example of Christ to keep it healthy so you can say something for Jesus. And all it is is self-discipline for us to get where we need to be for God. Are you with me? So there is these things. Our values, our morals are the same. So when you choose to truly come out of this world and separate to live the kingdom standard, you will be persecuted. Our culture, I said our culture is different. And here's the thing, nobody on planet Earth can ever attain to it, yet they're trying to do it. What's going on uh, in Seattle right now is a group of people wanting to have their own authority to self-govern their lives. But the problem is they don't realize that without Christ, they're in trouble. They're evil. They can't do right. I mean, Paul testified. He said, the things I wanted to do. I mean, think about it. I mean, if the cause is because we want justice for all, that's noble. The problem is they can't even keep it in their own circle. Because they don't understand their spirit, man, is separated from God. See, I don't have to go over there and say, I can't believe you're doing this. I could just, if I was there, I'd say, man, you need, we need a better government. Aren't you, aren't we right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I could get them all there. I'd say, you're not going to find it here? You're going to have to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Well, then they'll probably persecute me then at that point, right? Because again, if they want to make their own government, which is what the devil wanted... Then they'll hate anyone who says, I'm going to submit to God's government, which is the only one that'll stay. And God will let you make your own government until it clashes with his. (laughs) And one day they'll all clash. In the millennial reign, they'll all clash. He'll put his foot right back down and says, okay, you better get in treaty with me. Because if you don't, I'm going to apply some sanctions. Let me tell you, Jesus' sanctions are tough. I said, Jesus' sanctions are tough. They're not just economic. Jesus said, no rain. And he'll have the power to keep it from going there. Well, we'd be self-sufficient. We'll grow our own stuff. We'll do our own. Nope. He can say, son, don't even show up over there. So your solar energy's gone. He could say, let's just go ahead and have an earthquake over there. Oh, I'm just letting you know, man. I mean, he his sanctions are different. And he's going to say, if, as a nation, you're going to come and bring me a tribute. Because it's all mine anyway. Right. And like when that's I can't believe Jesus would do that. He would do that to those people. It's his property. He owns it. I said he owns it. Have you read the Bible? The earth is the Lord's. Psalms yeah. 24:1. So before you get all upset about those people group where it's here first, no, 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 no. No, ain't no people group been here first before God. Right. Yeah. I mean, if we're gonna go back then let's go all the way back. We only go back as far as it's convenient to our narrative. We don't go all the way back to in the beginning, God. Hallelujah. That'll preach further than it's getting right now, but that's all right. So listen, man, when you separate yourself, oh, my goodness. The kingdom standard. You will be persecuted, but know this, man. It's a great life. Second Corinthians six seventeen says it this way. The amplified it. it says, "So come out from among them, that's uh, among unbelievers, and separators. sever yourself from them," says the Lord, and touch not any unclean thing. Then I will receive you kindly and treat you with favor. Now again, beside Jesus already told the Corinthians, and I didn't say that you couldn't. You couldn't when you when you come out from among them that you're like never going to talk to them, you'd have to leave planet Earth for that. He said, I'm just saying you're not supposed to be buddies and live their kind of living. So you come out from among them, meaning you don't even begin to associate or respond any way they would. You only respond my way. And if you'll do it my way, underneath my culture, then you'll find favor. I said you'll find favor. In fact, if we broke this particular passage of Scripture down, it would read like this. Um, In the... um, uh, This may be the... um, I don't know which translation it is. It could be Rick Renner's. Uh, Therefore... No longer live in a relationship with your old group where you get sucked right back in the middle of, your, of their drama and start demonstrating their conduct and behavior. Instead, mark off boundaries, set limits, separate, so they can clearly see you think and act totally different now. Yes, amen. Yes, amen. Come on, are you with me? Yeah. Yeah. If some of them won't, un- it says, if some of them won't understand this, it may be necessary to sever yourself, says the Lord, and make sure you never allow yourself to be reattached to the impure ways of their lifestyle. And I will welcome and treat you with favor. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are of a different culture. Yes. Every one of us. Yes. Every one of us. And man cannot stop. God's kingdom culture from being reflective in your life, and he's not a respecter of person. All of his children he loved. Now, we all have equality in the kingdom of God. It's the only place you have true equality. But we all don't have the same assignment. So don't associate equality as equal in the context I'm going to have and you're going to have the same thing. Because that doesn't operate in the kingdom. God gives based upon his assignment to you, and some may have an assignment that requires different things, but it ain't for them, it's for the work. We all have equal access to God. I didn't stop you this morning from getting up early and praying, if you've not talked to the Lord today, that's your fault, not mine. Well, pastor, you know, service started at 8.30. Why didn't you get up at 4.30? Right. Right. Nothing's stopping. Nothing's stopping the Spirit of God. Nothing's stopping anything from getting to you. That in fact, I would submit to you, if you went after him, you'd probably be operating in a lot more anyway because a lot of God's kids are still trying to live an old culture and get his blessing. Right. Yeah. Trying to act like the world and say, that we're going to heaven. You cannot be acting like the world and say when we all get to heaven. That's not how God designed this. In fact, he says this in 2 Peter chapter 2, verses 20 to 22, and He says, For if after they have escaped the defilements of the world by the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and uh, they are again entangled in them and are overcome, the last state has become worse than the first. I don't care how many churches you go to. I don't care what you put in front of your name. If you hate your brother, the love of God is not in you. And the last time I checked, my brother had nothing to do with the outside but had everything to do with the inside. So the minute you ostracize a people group, period, and you support that, Oh, yeah. Because we don't look with our eyes. No justice comes saved in Christ. That's it. Now, we need to do something about it. We need to be louder, and you need to put Christ center more so than just trying to get a natural means done. And if we can get that convinced enough, I guarantee you a natural means will take place. Hallelujah. Are you with me? But look what it says. For it is better for them, for it would be better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than having known it and turned away from the holy commandment handed on them. It has happened to them, according to the true proverb, a dog returns to its own vomit, and a sow, after washing, returns to wallowing in the mire. Dr. Miles Monroe, in his book, God's Big Idea, said this, there's no such thing as coexistence in the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom did not come to the earth to coexist. It came to take over and transform. In the kingdom, there is only one vision, one will, one standard, one law, one belief system, one value system, one moral code, one code of ethics, one code of conduct, one culture, the kings. The existence of any other constitutes rebellion. Period. In closing, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8 to 15. Aren't you glad you've come out? Of the domain of darkness into the kingdom of light yes. we're talking the light shining yes. on us yes. revelation understanding this is good news yes. and our culture listen as we are together then the world to say all this going on and yet all those people group can come and Get underneath that roof and come together and love and hug each other and spend time with one another and still, you know, walk in forgiveness. This is what the world needs, which means we have to make sure we stay united under the blood. No matter what. I said no matter what. I'm with you 100% on all things. That's in righteousness. And we'll take literal stands as long as God's word can be proclaimed. There's really no reason for me just to do some social program where I can't talk about Jesus. Because at that point, I'm like the rest of the world. The difference between us and the world is we have the Holy Ghost. And if we can't give him glory, then we might as well be quiet. He said this, He said, Once your life was full of sin's darkness, but now you have the very light of our Lord shining through you because of your union with Him. Your mission is to live as children, flooded with His revelation light, and the supernatural fruits of His light will be seen in you goodness, righteousness, and truth. Then you will learn to choose what is beautiful in our Lord. And don't even associate with the servants of darkness because they have no fruit in them. Instead, reveal truth to them. The very thing they do in secret are too vile and filthy to even mention. Whatever the revelation light exposes, it also corrects. And everything that reveals truth is light to the soul. This is why the scripture says, Arise, you sleeper. Rise up from the dead, and the anointed one will shine his light into you. So be very careful how you live, not being like those with no understanding, but live honorably with true wisdom. For we are living in evil times. Take full advantage of every day as you spend your life for his purposes. As we learn that every tribe, tongue, nation has access to God's kingdom, And God doesn't change our outside to get in. But he sure changes our inside. Why? Because God intentionally made you look the way you look. And he didn't make a mistake that way. He was intentional to clothe you the way he did. Because he sees the value of who you are on the inside even more so. But he loves the way he fashioned you. So don't be apologetic for that. But also know this, nobody can keep a kingdom citizen down. Cannot happen. In fact, you've got to be more bold to declare your allegiance to Christ if you want his favor to show up in your situation. If you get in these fights solely based upon the outward appearance, God's not obligated to show up. But if you'll get in these places and begin to fight because of who you are on the inside, then God will cause your light to shine. And the anointing will show up. And it will destroy the yoke and remove the burden. Because without the anointing, it's just some other form of regulation that somebody's going to violate later on. You know what makes me so mad about this whole deal is that the law mandated the freedom and liberty and people didn't follow the law and give the freedom took a hundred years. I want you to know God's not slack concerning his promises. I don't care how many laws we pass in the land. Somebody can rise up and say, I won't do it and oppress somebody. But in God's kingdom, if you'll follow his culture, everything he says will come to pass in your life. And nobody can stop his purpose for you. I'm so glad I'm in a kingdom in his kingdom. Let's pray. Father, we love you and we honor you. We thank you that our light's going to shine. We're going to shine the light into the world because we're a peculiar people. We're a royal priesthood. Um, We are a holy nation. We are a nation within nations. And whether we're in the United States, India, Nicaragua, Canada, uh, uh, Greece, doesn't matter, Albania, doesn't matter. God's kingdom and his citizens are throughout the world. There's nothing that man can do to them to stop the purpose you have for their lives. They can't even die before their time. For as we saw both with Paul and with Jesus and with Peter, that as they followed the Spirit of God and lived the culture of the kingdom, That in the attempts of people trying to take their lives until their purpose was done, they did not succeed. So, Father, I thank you that we'll draw to the light and the culture of the kingdom. We'll learn of this kingdom. We're going to study it, know what this culture looks like, so that we'll always be modeling it. Because when we model the culture of the kingdom, of which we are citizens of, then... Favor will follow us everywhere we go. And we'll walk in true freedom and liberty. Thank you so much for listening to this message. If you want more, subscribe to our message podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Rating and leaving a comment will go a long way with helping our messages get better circulation. If you'd enjoy watching our weekend messages, visit youtube.com forward slash anchor faith. We'd love it if you'd subscribe, leave a comment or a like on the messages. If you'd like to find out more information about us and how we're influencing the world and help support the work we're doing by giving, just visit anchorfaith.com.